and welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to the 19th episode of the podcast. I'm so grateful and happy that you're here, and I'm really excited about this week's guest. I just want to thank everyone who has left reviews for the previous episodes. I'm really grateful for that. And I always do an oracle card reading for those who leave reviews. So take a screenshot and just send it to me. And many of you have followed me on Instagram for a long time. It's at Love Positivism. And um, many of you might not know that I also have a Facebook page where I share articles and just insights and yeah, so let's get to today's guest. Today I have the lovely Koya Webb on the show. And we've connected through Instagram a couple of years ago. And I followed her on her journey as a yoga teacher and such an inspirational person to follow. And she's actually the founder of Get Loved Up, which is an international lifestyle community and a yoga school, which facilitates yoga teacher trainings and she strives to inspire a mental spiritual and physical health and journey within everyone and she has this on an online platform but also uh, facilitates retreats and in-person yoga teacher trainings and she's also the host of get loved up podcast and she has been into holistic studies for over 15 years and she's graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and she's also been a celebrity holistic health coach and yes so much and we talk about yoga and breathing a lot throughout this podcast and many of you have asked uh, as I've been posting about the chakras the different energy centers within our body how we can balance these Uh, different uh, chakras and uh, I think the best answer is to start having a meditation and yoga practice it doesn't have to be um, very intense or complicated just small steps a couple of minutes a day to just tune in and start feeling these subtle energies within your body so I really hope that this episode can inspire you to, to take your practice a little bit deeper and to understand the importance of breathing and how yoga can be used for healing. So enjoy the podcast. Hi, Koya. Hi, how are you? How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Can I'm you hear so... me well? Yes, very well. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm really excited for our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Me too. So much is happening these days. I know. And I always start the conversation by asking, how do you stay mindful and present? Mm. Oh, 
how do I stay mindful and present? <sighs> Let me just take a breath. That's yes. how I do it. I always just take an inhale and exhale. And I just ask myself, how am I feeling? Mm. How am I feeling? I think it's so easy for us as women and also us as entrepreneurs to just be go, go, go mm. a lot of the time. But when we take a moment to just pause and ask ourselves how we're feeling, it just helps us because we could be feeling anxious, we could be feeling sad, we could be feeling overwhelmed, but sometimes we're going so fast through the day, we're not realizing how we're feeling until it's a breakdown. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just stay mindful by just breathing, asking myself, you know, how I'm feeling, um, and then also setting intentions with everything that I do, whether it be, you know, how I meditate in the morning or practice yoga or the food that I'm consuming or, you know, for me, mindfulness is, is all about just setting intentions for everything that you do and everything you do, having a purpose, even if that purpose is just to have a good time and, you know, just do whatever you want is still intentional. Mm. And that, that just helps me that's that helps me be more mindful mm, so beautiful thank you for sharing and i agree the the breathing is really something that can move us back to the body and it's a key element in yoga so it's it's great that you brought that up i think people forget to breathe although they're breathing uh like the automatic breathing but that can change within a day like how you feel so when you come back to the breath, it really gives you like an indication of, of how everything is and how you can be present. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm really excited to have you here. We've been connected on Instagram for a long time now, and I love your account and everything that you do. And I think many listeners here would love to hear like who you are and what you do and also like, how did you start with the whole yoga, yoga lifestyle and business and everything that you're doing right now? Mm. How I got started, it, it's funny because I didn't just start, you know, how I got started was through injury. Mm. And I know a lot of people, you know, are like me, there's an injury or there's a complete shift in lifestyle. And when you have kind of break down, if you will, um, you mm -hmm. feel like you don't know what to do. When I was running track and field, when I was in college, I had my, my eyes on the Olympics and I wanted to go to the Olympics and win a gold medal so that I could make a difference in the world. And when I found out I got a stress fracture, I was like, wait, what? This doesn't make sense. This wasn't part of my vision. This wasn't part of the plan. And um, my counselor sent me to a yoga class. Mm. And as an athlete, a track and field athlete, I'm like, I am not a yogi. I'm not flexible. This is not me. I was very intimidated. And I didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't feel like I belonged there. And I felt like the one thing that I was good at and the one thing that I loved to do and that really paid my way to college, I was now not able to do. So I felt very sad and I was in a very dark place of just not wanting to be alive and mm. 
I think sometimes when you put, you know, all of your effort and your energy into a job or a person or, or anything, and then all of a sudden that thing is taken away from you, there's this feeling of just emptiness and a feeling of loss that you just really don't know what to do or how to be when your beingness just is drastically shifted. And so in that moment, I was trying to be someone that I wasn't and something do something that I wasn't used to. And my teacher saw that I was frustrated. So she just came to me and she said, I just want you to breathe with me. And we took a breath together. We just just had a good inhale and exhale. And in that moment, I felt spirit in my body. I felt the chills and I knew, okay, that felt good. I'm in the right place. And so Mm. I stayed, I stayed in that class. I did the yoga, I did the breath. It was so painful standing on my head when my head was very tender. I wasn't used to it, my bones, you know, I wasn't as flexible as other people in the class, but I just stayed in there and I just kept doing the best that I could every single day. And eventually I started swimming and I started biking and um, I healed. My back healed itself over time, but it wasn't quick. And I think a lot of times in today's, you know, in media and just in the world today, we want things to happen so quickly. Mm. And I think the most beautiful things in life take time. And I think that the life in itself is a journey. And sometimes if we can surrender, I did a post today about just surrendering. If we can surrender to the journey, knowing that the journey is the the best part, um, we can find the beauty in sometimes those dark moments. And when I was going through the yoga classes, when I was in pain, it wasn't really, you know, happy, right? <laughs> that was, it was frustrating. But when I did start to breathe and I did start to get flexible and I did start to feel how good it feels to take care of myself, because before I was going so hard on the track, so hard in the gym, Mm. so hard in my studies, I wasn't getting enough rest. I wasn't taking care of myself. And I think in life, a lot of people, we, we go so hard at something that we really want that other places in our life suffer. And usually it's our self-care. And usually that's what's suffering. And so once I was able to nurture myself, I healed my body and I came back to win my conference meet and lead my school, which is how I take to their first women's championship. And so doing that changed my life. And that was my introduction to yoga. That's how I started practicing yoga. Mm, that's really beautiful. And it's it's a great way to also like listening to your story, understand that everything that happens has a purpose. So in the, mm-hmm. in the moment when, when you had that experience and you weren't, you weren't feeling at your best and, and you were, you had to go to this yoga class to, to start healing your body and everything. That's when change started. So sometimes, yeah, we need to like in, I think it's in the, those toughest and and most dark moments i think there's such gr- much growth in it and and if we try to control it or we we feel like we lost all of our power to it it, it can be a good thing to just release and and 
it, I know a lot of people talk about this, and I think I've, I've written also about surrendering. It's about just having that faith on your path. And I think yoga is, is for many of us, has been like a lifesaver and, and not something that many of us just joined because it's fun. I think many of us <laughs> used it as a tool to get back to ourselves and to heal. So I had this similar journey. So I think it's really beautiful. And and that's the funny thing also. When, when I listen to what people are going through or when people reach out to me and ask about certain situations, I always go back to like try to do some type of yoga, if it's meditation or movement, something, because it's the best tool. I mean, most of the time you have to work with yourself. No one else can give you like that healing. It has to come from within. So meditation and yoga is, is going that deep as well to, to go to the root cause of what's happening. So that's a beautiful journey. And now you're like, traveling all over the world teaching you do also teacher trainings right right mm -hmm. yeah can you talk a little bit how your trainings are because i think there's a lot out there but maybe you have a certain methodology and and is it hatha based or it's yeah. definitely hatha based and mm -hmm. yes there's so many teacher teacher trainings out there and there's so much I know for a lot of people it could be hard to choose you know what type of training they want to go to for me the reason that I created the get loved up holistic health and yoga teacher training was because I felt like there were some things that I wanted more of out of my yoga teacher training that I didn't receive. And the reason I call it holistic health and yoga, because yoga is unity. So technically it it's all encompassing, but I feel like the holistic health part was a lot of times getting glossed over and not focused on the mental, the spiritual and the physical mm -hmm. together, mostly you know, you get the physical and you get the Sanskrit and, you know, the practice, but the spiritual, the daily spiritual connection, I feel was very much lost. And the mental, the mental toughness, the empowerment, the, you know, self-confidence, even that part, it was, you know, more about, you know, standing in your purpose. I think that was being lost versus, you know, standing on your hands, you know, mm. and I, I really wanted to be able, especially as a woman of color, I also didn't see many women of color in the front mm. of the rooms. I mean, I guess it wasn't that many of us in the rooms either, mm. but definitely as teachers. And I felt for those reasons, I wanted to create my own yoga teacher training so that I could ask add holistic health and also me being a woman of color, just add diversity um to you know the the platform and and you know just make sure that I was I was standing in my power and standing in my truth and making sure I was representing what I got out of yoga and for me yoga is my best friend mm -hmm. and yoga is what connects me to spirit everyone has something different some people it's it's um you know doing a specific religion or ritual but for me it was doing the breath work, that first breath 
that I took with a teacher really connected me with spirit. And that's how I reconnect every day through my breath work and yoga practice. And so having a connection with spirit to me is one of the most profound things we can do in this lifetime, because I do believe we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. And sometimes we can get caught up in a little bit lost in our human experience. And, you know, it's just a choice, you know, it's just how we're navigating this, this human plane. And sometimes we get so caught up, we forget about our spiritual essence, which is who we are. And so I love daily practicing the breath work and yoga because it brings me back to, this is who you truly are. You're not what happens to you are. You are love, you are peace, right? You are oneness, you are connected with each and everything and human on the planet. And so when I go back to that place, I feel so empowered, so strong, so connected. And I think that's what a yoga teacher training should really teach. Not only how to learn all these things that are great for self-care. So even if a person never wanted to teach a class in their life, they would be able to come to the Get Loved Up yoga teacher training and experience um, our three pillars. And the pillar number one um, and get loved up is self-care, learning how to take care of yourself with the daily reflections and rituals, asking yourself how you feel, um, asking yourself, is there any sadness, anger, or any vibration of fear that you're experiencing? Because I feel fear is feedback. And when you get that feedback from fear, you can then find out where you need more love. So the first pillar is just really tuning into yourself. And then the second pillar is oneness. So as you know, we're here in life together, we cook food for one another. We have sharing circles where we share our stories, um, things that we've been through, different traumas, challenges. Um, and that's part of the oneness and, and social justice, knowing that if anyone is suffering anywhere, that we are also suffering. We're also a part of that everything we create and we also co-create with people around us. That's the second pillar, just all centered around oneness and connection and social justice. And then the third pillar is eco-friendly living and sustainability. So that is all about how, you know, after we've taken care of ourselves and others, what are we doing collectively um, to uplift humanity, to uplift mother nature and make sure we're not abusing uh, mother nature with our choices that we're making in our human experience. So they're gonna get all of that education and experience um, and practical application on a daily basis um, with the yoga teacher training with Get Loved Up. And that's what I love uh, about it. It's very holistic and it's, it's very nurturing, I know for the students, but even as a teacher, it's, it's very nurturing for me to watch people um, heal and, and unfold and transform. Mm. Yeah, that's the best gift you can yeah. give to someone and to have that uh, trust given to you to to like help and and create that space it's beautiful and i love the part where you also wanted to make yoga more uh, inclusive and also accessible and also not so because i think we can see it in in uh, many different societies i mean sweden is 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 not like the US, but I, I, there's, because I'm a yoga teacher too. And uh, you can see in some places, th there is a certain type of people that have access 
to a certain type of yoga classes because yoga is not always cheap either. It depends on where you go, but then it can be, become very exclusive. So uh, I think it's really important to, to like get that diversity to be able to make it accessible for everyone because I think that's what's beautiful with yoga. It's not tied to it spreads so wide and it's not tied to any certain group of people or uh, socioeconomic stat- status or anything like that. It should be like available for everyone because I think the more people that practice yoga and the more uh, oneness and and unity we create as well. So it's like the best thing that countries could could uh, invest in to to get some more well-being and people getting um some some of that rest and insight in yoga so i'm really agreeing with everything that you said and i think your training sounds beautiful and i think that's that's a unique angle as well that that the spiritual part is there and and for the people to find their their spiritual truth as well so it's not because sometimes we can also we want the answers and we want like a like a structure that that we can go by but it, it, i think also it's it's great to find your path and and uh, in a teacher training that's great to get that those tools to find that and where we're going 100%. I think everyone um, should experience a yoga teacher training at some at one point in their lives. Mm. Yeah. And it, it is very, um, I, when I did my training, it was a lot for my own sake. I wanted to deepen the practice. So it's not so that you you don't have to teach if you don't want to, but it's a great opportunity and when you get immersed because i don't know how many weeks your training is is it four weeks it's yes it's uh it's 200 hours yeah so it just depends on how much um, people do i have it available online as well so people do some mm -hmm. online and some in person Mm -hmm. um but all together it's 200 hours and then or you can do 300 hours or you could do the whole 500 hours at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of people just start off with 200 hours. And so that's 200 hours of just studying yoga, philosophy, anatomy, physiology, uh, nutrition. I mean, it's just all of the things um, that go into um, the yoga practice. Mm. And that's really what you spoke about earlier as well, that it's holistic because the like when you get all those i'm i'm thinking about nutrition that's one thing that people don't understand how much it affects their uh, their energy and and we can't like expect that we will develop in one area in life if we're just putting like like you talked about as well sometimes we have just a physical uh, like goal and a physical like we just some people just think about their physical body like how how can I get more uh, like how can I become more performing in in the gym more or being able to run longer and faster and all of these things but then we're forgetting 
every other part. There must be a balance. So I want to actually tap into that because you have like what you're working with is so big. I mean, you, you have the yoga parts, then you have the herbs and you have, uh, yeah, you do the retreats and all of this. And for you, like how could one live holistically? Like how, how is, what, what factors and elements have to be there to, to live a more holistic life? Do you think? I think that in order to live a holistic life, uh, a person has to be really willing to ask themselves the hard questions. And that's where the reflections come in. Like you really want to be able to look at your life and say, you know, how am I feeling? Why am I sad? Where is this stemming from? Why do I have the limiting beliefs that I have? And so I kind of go over that in my book, let your fears make you fierce, because we all have fears. And a lot of people are like, be fearless, you know, but the truth is we all have fears. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, so why not just address those fears? <laughs> because it's, it's, we're not going to be fearless. I feel like it's part of the human experience. And so, and I feel like, again, the fear is just showing us places where there can be more love. And so actually allowing fear to become our friend, our friend that's just kind of giving us those insights. So like, this is where I need more love. And I uh, love to go and do, you know, different rituals when, it, when I find fears in myself. And one of those rituals is breath work. And I do holotropic breath work and do the three-part three breath. And it's really interesting how much tension and anxiety you can remove just by breathing a specific way. Mm -hmm. I believe breath is spirit. And so I do believe moving spirit through the body at that rate is what's really clearing and detoxing those energies. Um, but it is amazing. I've noticed um, doing it myself and in my classes and even with my family back home, it's something anybody can do. And you don't need a yoga mat. You don't need yoga clothes. You don't need a specific even place to go. Now there's so many resources online via YouTube and via um, different apps. Um, I have the Get Loved Up app myself and, you know, KoyaWeb.com. I have all these resources and then free classes on YouTube. So I think we have so many resources. Um, everyone has so many resources now that we just have to try and we have to ask ourselves, am I okay? You know, and if we have anxiety or depression, we're not okay. And so when we find that out, just practicing breath work or practicing yoga can really help us not stay in a dark place that long. Mm. So true. And uh, what type of fears do you see are the most common fears and yeah, fears that people have to work through, like now in society? I think one of the biggest fears is a fear of failure. Mm -hmm. You know, the fear of failure and the fear of death, because it's like, am I going to mm -hmm. die before I get to do what it is I want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just a fear of failure. And, and to that fear, I always like to, you know, of course, anytime there's a fear, I like to shift the fear to, to love. And, and it takes time. So depending on the fear, the level, if it's been happening since childhood, 
they're going to be different levels to to the different fear states. And so when I'm talking about the shift to love, it's basically asking yourself, okay, where did this come from? And what do I need to do to be okay? If I feel like I'm going to fail, what if I just realize that I am enough just breathing every single day, just in and out. You're in perfect balance with the world. You're breathing out carbon dioxide. We're taking in oxygen. We're in balance with nature. So that's a beautiful thing. So when people get overwhelmed and they come to me, I'm like, you're doing good. You're breathing. That's enough. You're giving and receiving, right? And um, just to do the best, the very best that we can and let the chips fall where they may. And that's what I have to tell tell myself because I can get into a lot of, you know, situations because I'm moving so fast from one project to the next and things can be overlooked, feelings can be hurt, things can be said. And when I find myself in a hurt place or a sad place, I just ask myself, what do you need to communicate? Hmm. You know, and so really just asking yourself questions, what do I need to communicate? What does my friend need to communicate? What am I wanting? Um, you can start to remedy it. And then you'll realize that life is not about whether you fail or you succeed because you really can't fail unless you stop trying. As long as you're moving forward, it just might happen the next time. So it's all about perspective. And But I think that one of the biggest ones is a, is a fear of failure. And um, with that one, I, I, again, I think... The key is to really ask yourself the question, am I done with this? Should I keep going or am I shifting? Because what happened with me, I thought I was going to get a gold, Olympic gold medal. Did I fail? No, because my mission was to make an impact in the world. Mm. And now I'm making an impact in the world, helping people live a healthier lifestyle. It just wasn't via winning an Olympic gold medal. And so sometimes the path that we take will shift. And if we have faith and if we surrender to the journey again and just doing the best we can, loving and being loved, we will get to exactly where we're meant to be. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think the the breathing part is really important again. Uh, and in, in yoga, it's the one of the limbs of the eight-folded path, pranayama. And... Um, I would like for you to explain uh, what, what pranayama is and, and why it was invented by the great sages. Like, that's breathing, it's, but what, what, what are we doing actually from the yogic philosophy? I think when you're breathing, you're moving spirit through the body. Mm. And when you're connected to your breath, you're connected to your spirit. And when you're connected to your spirit, you can move in alignment with love. When you're not connected to your spirit, we're moving in alignment of fear, disconnection, resentment, judgment, feeling, you know, insecurities, like all these other things that are totally normal. But I think when we, they're normal so we can realize, okay, this is where we are. How do I get back to love? Like, how do I get back on that really nice road? connecting with everyone so as we start to realize we are here again to love and be loved that's it to love and be loved 
everything we choose to do on top of that is icing on the cake. We are here to love and be loved. Yeah, so beautiful. I totally agree. And how have you worked with these different herbs for healing? Because I, I know you, you have uh, the herbs that, that are great for different things. Can you talk about the background and how it's, it's helped you? Absolutely. I have loved herbs for a long time and I feel like herbs are nature. And a lot of times in the world today, we're not connected to nature. We're disconnected from nature and we're running from the car to the plane to this to that. And we're picking up a lot of toxins along the way. So uh, the herbs help you detox heavy metal. It helps you really get the different heavy metals and different um, energetic blockages out of the body through nutrition. And when you're able to do that on a regular basis, you tend to have more energy, you feel better, you look better. Um, there's a lot of minerals in um, the sea, but some of the sea is contaminated. So making sure you have a really amazing plant source is really, really important. And also a lot of the things are causing us so much damage. I, um, mm. I have a friend who lives in the complex and the people are taking things down from there. Balcony. I was like, wow, that's so much waste. And he was like, mm. yeah, it is. And just threw it away. But I think we can become more mindful And as we become more mindful, we start to affect everything we see around us. Even the climate change of being hotter now and, and forests burning down and glaciers melting, it's all because of how we're treating Mother Nature. And if we start consuming more mindfully like a plant-based diet, and it doesn't have to be perfect, you don't have to be necessarily a perfect vegan, but you can do the best you can and start to learn and start to educate yourself because once you do, the world becomes a more beautiful place. Mm. Yeah, and it's, it comes down to being present and mindful in everything that we do. So when we are aware, because I think many of us have also lived unaware of things, and then there is a shift within us when we become conscious. And sometimes it happens... Uh, It happens when it has to happen and then we need to like face it. And we, I had a talk with uh, a dear friend of mine on the podcast, Anne, and she, she talked about uh, like eco-anxiety, for example. Like when we start becoming aware, things can become very tough to, to like, it's almost like... It, everything becomes so heavy because we realize how things are not right in the world. And I remember having that when I was studying in LA. This was many years ago, 10 years ago. And I, I just, it, it, was, it was a very big contrast also for me to come from a small city here in Sweden we it's like forest everywhere and it's different and then to a big country and a big city like that it it becomes very 
like a, yeah a big contrast also a lot of learning and then a lot of like awakenings as well to see like how we can and cannot live so it's um but yeah we have to know that everything that we do even small things that we do um really make a difference so in where i live now uh, all the neighbors have like we've funded these paper bags to put uh, to recycle foods in so we can make compost out of it. I don't know if it's called compost, but for soil. Um, and and maybe that's a small thing. It's a small thing for us to yeah, put like uh, food and fruit and stuff like that that's left from, from what we've eaten and put it. But it, it makes a big difference in the whole if everyone do small little things and be conscious at least if you're doing something be conscious that you're doing it and not be in denial i think a lot of people are living in denial because it's too tough to face so i think that one of the biggest things that I've noticed is just that that direction, that intention is just the cornerstone of everything. Mm. And then when you come from that place of intention and direction, more you, I receive more guidance. Mm. And when I'm not from that space of intention, I'm not from that space of direction, I find myself just venturing um, just down a path that's just... You know, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe I'm just having fun. Maybe I'm having a good time and that happens, but usually there are also, there's karma that comes with, you know, doing things that are not in alignment with who you truly are. And mm. I think, you know, when those things happen, it usually aligns you with who you truly are. So even then all is not lost. Uh, I think the, the lessons in life kind of, just aligns us with, with our life purpose if we allow it to. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And is there any type of, do you have any favorite, just going back to the herbs, like what are your favorite ones that, it, it, I think many people are wondering, okay, what herbs can you take and, and eat and, and use yes. that, that are like, yeah, easy to start My with? My favorite herbs are the full spectrum herbs because they have mm. like a, some of my, all of my favorites in there. So mm. it has like the, the bladder rack and bladder rack and Irish moss, which is from the sea. So bladder rack has the 92 minerals that we need uh, in our body for our bodies to function. Mm. And the Irish sea moss has those minerals as, as well. Like bladder rack is basically an Irish moss. Um, from mm. the sea. And then sarsaparilla is another herb that is just great for cleansing the blood. And burdock root is another that's um, really great. So this full spectrum herb that I have on my site, it has all those in there. Um, and, and I think that's great. And then I also have a cell cleanser. And the mm. cell cleanser is my favorite herbs because it really helps you, your digestion and your elimination system. And I think that's the number one problem in the world today is is digestion and so once you're able to get that on point um you experience more energy and more mental clarity and just an overall sense of 
of happiness. Mm. And I would also like to ask you about your journey to Egypt, actually. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, th that would be really, because it's, it's a place that I would love to go. I'm, I'm Middle Eastern by origin myself, but I haven't been to Egypt. So how was that? Oh, my goodness. You are going to love it when you go. Egypt has been my most impactful and powerful trip so far. You know, scientifically, it's proven to be the place where all of life originated. And you can feel that power, the power of Africa, the power of the motherland coursing through your veins and being that close to the equator. It's just so dense and me being sensitive and empathetic and very sensitive to energy, like the downloads that I, I was getting at the pyramids and, and being on the land of my ancestors, it was just profoundly powerful. Floating on the Red Sea, being held by the water. I've never felt that before. And I mean, I was brought to tears so many times because the feeling, the connection, um, and the, just the divine downloads that were happening on a regular basis were so strong, powerful, and potent. And I am just so grateful. And I'm actually going back for New Year's, so keep an eye yeah. out. Um, well, we're we're still solidifying the dates, but I'm I'm looking at around New Year's to go and just begin the new year. Um, where we we all, we all began uh, in Egypt so I'm really excited about that that's so amazing and and it's yeah the pyramids are really like this big mysterium and and just uh, what 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 is one experience that really impacted you I'm sure there were many so with the pyramids specifically um just touching the pyramids and feeling a connection to the people that actually built them and just hearing voices and and i remember at sunrise i did a sunrise yoga flow and once i came out of a back bend this wave of emotion just just hit me and i was just i felt these chills all over my body and it was just an amazing sense of protection and I felt like I was just really connected um, connected to nature I felt one with nature and I felt like I was feeling what nature feels like just a part just a oneness and a connection to all that was and all that is and that was like one of my most impactful experiences in addition to floating on the Red Sea and then my third mm. favorite was actually quadding across the Sahara Desert, that, uh, and going to this um, Bedouin uh, dinner and having this delicious, the most delicious meal I had when I was there prepared by this family um, living out in the desert. Uh, that was the most amazing three, I guess, instances. And then just connecting with the people that came with me. I think that's one of the most, um, the sweetest moments that happen. Every single day we do yoga together. Every single day we um, have a sharing circle and, and we have, you know, different rituals and reflections we do every day. 
and just really sharing this experience together and allowing these emotions, these things to come up. And we also went through my book together, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. We went through a chapter a day. So sharing our limiting beliefs, mm. um, sharing our favorite playlists, sharing our goals and our mission, sharing our fears. Like those, those things were very sweet and very special to be experiencing in addition to exploring the culture of Egypt. That sounds amazing and so transformative. I can imagine why you want to go back. And I, I really, that's, that's one thing that I just love to visit places and, and to just feel the energy of the place. And, and it's like a, just a boost for your soul and for, to like rewrite your thoughts and, and the way you view things because you get like, I've also in my life felt drawn to different places. And one of the places is Jamaica, which you have also mm -hmm. been to. It's a place that I've been to many times and I feel so connected with, with the Island and the people and everything there. And it's, it's been so healing every time I went there. And then, Yeah, just visiting different places in the world. It's it's really, it's a privilege, and it's a it's really opening up the like our own limited world that like how we live. We think that everyone lives like that, and then we get perspective, and and that can be very humbling. And um, we see that everyone just feels the same I, I mean everyone can feel and have emotions the same way no matter where we are how we live like that's how we are connected it's through our sense of feeling and being so it doesn't matter in what shape or color or gender nothing of that matters because I've also done once I did a, la a past life regression mm. and uh, I don't know if you've done that but it was really powerful I, I actually uh, it just took me to Africa and I was an older man in like a like a nomad type of society and um, and I was feeling the same way as I do now it was I can't explain it but I was like the same essence but in in another body so it was really That was the first time I even, it was many years ago now, but the first time I realized that, that it, it's not just me having these feelings. Everyone is having all spectrum of feelings and yeah, everything from fear to shame to love. Yeah, everything, anger, happiness. So it's beautiful that you, you have the opportunity to visit different places absolutely and jamaica is one of my favorite places too it's definitely in the top five and <laughs> i love the culture of jamaica everything's Irish, and mm. you know the yes. bob marley vibes and just really just the mm. the rastafarian type of uh, foods and and just the way of being yes and, and the connections um that is a place me and my mother we just love to go and just experience mm. um the people the culture and the land it, it is very yeah. much a few the waterfalls is oh 
I could yeah. go on and on. I love so, it. Yeah. And I love oh, Jamaica, the eastern parts are amazing. And that's actually where, not the place that everyone goes when they tourist. It's usually on the western part or down in Kingston. But the eastern part is like so it's like paradise and yeah the the people are very conscious and aware so i love the rastafari culture because they they even their food the ital food it's like clean food it's they they eat uh yeah it's it's mostly plant based and they they're very conscious really healing to be there because you're eating all these fresh fruits and and people are so generous and and caring and it's uh, yeah it's it's paradise i ev- every place i've been to in the world i always compare it and i always say there's nothing like jamaica <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to me it's like yeah the music the culture everything so i think all of us have some type of place and and then i love also uh, my my love for the uh, like england and these mystical forests and nature there i love that too so it's it has different healing i think like it because we also say that earth has its chakras right so it's different uh, energies everywhere so we can find like that healing yeah in the desert we can find it in the jungle and on an island and it's it's just amazing yeah, I think it is. I think the more that we can really just connect to nature, the more that we can really enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. And one one more thing I realized last summer when I was traveling is that it's earth. Like go even when you go to the other side of the globe, it's still earth. It's the same. So it, it 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 Earth doesn't make any distinction of itself like that. It's like I could f- see sw- Swedish type of climate and weather and all of this on the other side of the world, and uh, it's really just one one place. So it's really borderless, mm-hmm. I think. So <gasps> well, I'm really happy that we had this conversation and maybe you want to share if you have upcoming retreats and and events that you that you're gonna host 100 percent. thank you mm-hmm. um i will be the next uh one i have coming up is i have a yoga teacher training coming up in july and mm-hmm. um once you um sign up and and make your payment you you get do um get the workbook and start doing the course even before the actual training. Um, that way, when you come in person, you're um, really being able to dive into the experience with, um, you know, teaching, actually teaching, practice teaching, connecting with the other women at the training. And then I'm going to Mykonos. So we're headed to Greece in October. Mm. Um, really excited about that. And then um, I have another yoga teacher training in December. So some people uh, like to come more around the December time because everyone's Mm -hmm. out for Christmas. And then after that, the goal is to be in Egypt. That's the game Mm -hmm. plan for New Year's. So that's amazing. I'm always having things adding on. (laughs) I love that. That's really beautiful. So this year is going to be exciting for you. And I really... 
Et just wanna wish you all the best and I, I'm following you and I'm just yeah loving to see everything that you do thank you so much for sharing thank you and is there anything else you would like to share before we end the call I guess I would just like to share just anyone that's listening that's not feeling 100% um, just mm -hmm. remember that you know the darkness doesn't last forever Um, our, our cycles go just like the days. There is darkness, but there's also light. And so when you mm -hmm. feel like you've had more than you can bear, just allow your heart to open. Just breathe into your heart space. Just take a deep inhale and exhale. And just look in the mirror and say, I am love. Because we are mm -hmm. all here as loving essences of the divine. And when we remember that, We can come out of the darkness and step into the light. Thank you so much for your love and your wisdom. I really appreciate you. And yeah, thank you so much. Sending you so much energy and love back. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was as inspirational for you as it was for me. I really love talking about yoga and I could do it on every episode. And I'm so grateful for Koya's insight and wisdom. She's a true teacher. So if you would love to connect with her or to join any retreat or um, any teacher training, you can find the links in the show notes. So let's close the episode with one deep inhale in through the nose and exhale through the mouth and namaste.